my light setup is janky. My video setup is sw- swanky. Sure. And my coffee setup is super hanky. Hanky. Yeah, it is. It is hanky back there. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Let's get some good sips in to start off all these misophones. That's great. Okay. So, uh, oh, of course, I didn't bring my notebook over here. Jesus Christ, I can't get my together. But now I've got it together. So, just, uh, wow, look, hey, check this out, John. Check this out. Hit me. Just like. The Grand Prix had several restarts. This here podcast has had me issuing several restarts for various reasons. That's right. Yeah. And it is our podcast. Let's go ahead and introduce it. Do you want, why don't you do the honors, John? Why don't you do the honors? Oh, oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Catching me way off guard. Yeah, I know. Folks, it is my pleasure to welcome you to yet another episode of the F1 Files. Is that where the theme music goes right there? That's that's where the theme music will go. The, the theme music will go before that, but the dramatic pause is always welcome. Okay. All right. But we got to introduce ourselves here too. Well, yeah, I'm not finished yet. I thought, <laughs> you know, there was, I, I'm assuming all of this is made so much better by your post-production magic so thank you for joining us here on the f1 files the f1 files is a formula one podcast hosted by two lifelong best friends Mm -hmm. who also happen to be formula one addicts and we like to get together on a weekly basis check in with one another Mm -hmm. and also check in on the state of our favorite sport, Formula One, particularly these days, as we see it expanding across a uh, a larger and greater audience, particularly in the United States, where we That's both right. originate from. That's My right. My name is John Lepore. I am a creative consultant designing the future for film technology and automotive, and I'm joined by my co-host... Ooh, my name is Corey P. Willis. I am an actor, writer, improviser out here in now sunny Los Angeles, California. Oh, John, before before we get too deep into this, I'm going to have you turn your volume down on your mic just a tiny bit. Just yeah, the sorry, teensiest. Sorry. Yeah, there we no, go. No, it was it was perfect. It was perfect. I'm I'm shouting. You're sh- seemingly shouting. We're coming in so hot with so much energy. Did you just come off of the Australian Grand Prix? Did that was that just what happened? No, I caught it. I caught it a few. All right. So how did I, I watched it? DVR delayed. Okay, uh, you know, mid morning, mm-hmm. it went on so godforsaken long that I yeah. actually had to take a break from it to attend a meeting, and then I went back to catch what was literally only the final like sixty seconds. Uh, you know, spread out over an hour. Yeah. Of, of the Australian Grand Prix. How did you? Uh, how did you consume? The I, Australian I Grand Prix consumed this in real time. I sat Oof. up 
it oh, was man. brutal. Uh, but also, so, so it great. started at at like eleven p.m. West Coast time. Yeah, yeah, there or abouts. I think it was and yeah, it, whatever and it, it is. Ended at lunchtime on Sunday. Like, yeah, what, I'm what just the... wrapping it up somehow. <laughs> it took longer on my end <laughs> than yours. Yeah, it was it was a long one. That was a that was a long boy. Uh, and uh, they. It was it was so great. I loved seeing. I, yeah, it was it was a lot. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a lot. And I have to hand it to our friends down under mm-hmm. uh, when I'm when I'm in the the place of making broad sweeping generalizations about large complex international communities, uh, as I'm about to do. Uh, yeah, you know when yeah. I think when I think of the Aussies, I think of them being a very special breed that always are going to be a lot of fun when they show up. There might be like some property damage involved or things might go off the rails a little bit, but you're Mm -hmm. guaranteed to have a good time. And I thought that this was a particularly appropriate Australian Grand Prix. And I think that you are exactly right. Things did go off the rails and there was some property damage. I saw a... Uh, we'll we'll get into all the racing activities, but I saw like there was some clip of just two Australian kids who were trying to leave the uh like leave the grandstand area with uh I think a front wing from an Alpine, and like security had to stop them and be like, "Hey, you can't take that with you." <laughs> so, so great, such yeah, a I, such I love, an ambitious move. Yeah, uh, they, they probably just wanted it to like go surfing on it tomorrow morning. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah, just just some good Aussie kids doing doing their mm-hmm. due diligence, making sure that the city streets were clean. Uh, that's uh, that's <laughs> just such a such a wonderful yes. wonderful uh, g- collection Lesson. of of fans, and that this event did not disappoint. the The pre race stuff, the the weekend warm up, kept getting interrupted by these super low flying, uh, like World War Two era planes, uh, prop planes, mm. just like constant like every single time they would be in the middle of trying to make a salient point there'd be like this flyover and they would just in a human reaction would just look up because it's like there's a there's something that is coming towards me that sounds like it's going to crash and like mm-hmm. kill me so uh there's just like a lot of a lot of pomp and circumstance the commenters and the 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 analyzers and the people who are even back uh, in in the UK at their base uh, were like, this still feels like the first Grand Prix of the season. Like this, the energy there absolutely yeah. feels. It's also as someone yeah, else. So Mel- Melbourne yeah. used to be the f- for like more than a decade. Melbourne yeah. was the kickoff of the Grand Prix season every mm-hmm. year. And I, I still, it, it still sits that way, you know, for me to some extent. And uh, yeah, it felt like things were getting getting into gear. Do we want to just do a really quick loose table of contents of just like what who, oh, you know? How are we? What do we want to try and do touch this? on? My in God, the next forty minutes or so. So I mean, chaotic race. Yes. Uh, multiple red flag restarts. Yep. Uh, which which have their own stories associated. A variety with them. of restarts. There was a rolling restart. There was yep. a, a standing restart. Uh, multiple standing restart. It just 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was it was wild. Uh, mm-hmm. We saw Mercedes really show up this weekend. Yeah. We're going to need to talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, I mean, beyond that, lots of, you know, with the restarts and other things comes just another sort of like, look at, all right, how is the FIA handling the yes. management of this very complicated sport when you yes. get to these weird edge cases, which we saw several of today. Yeah. There's also, we have to catch up on the saga of Ferrari of Scuderia Pagliacci. Uh, they had Ooh. one of the most impressively pointless. And I mean that literally impressively pointless weekends I have ever seen a, a race team have just mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. wow. Uh, for just all that we could do, we could do an hour and a half on just what happened with Ferrari. So I, we're, yep. we're going to get to that eventually. I promise you, we will get to that eventually. That is, I want to end this podcast by talking about what they've done to my beautiful baby boy, Carlito. Yep. We love you. We we care so much about you, and it. Oh boy. Uh, okay. So yeah, I think that that's that's it. Uh, those those are kind of the the tent poles of what we'll we'll be discussing today. Um, so let's let's get into it. What do you? How do you? Let, let's let's just start yeah. with race results. Yeah, we've yeah. got. Um, no, I don't even know what the full race results are, by the way. Like I haven't. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I it's, knew what uh, they were, but I, they have changed. Things have changed. It's always, yeah. Ooh, it's always a right. bad sign for the sport when I'm like getting the Grand Prix results for the race that I watched in its entirety. And I'm still getting the results via Instagram. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's let's uh the the race results here uh uh for the Melbourne Grand Prix uh Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton, Fernando Alonso, Lance Stroll, Sergio Perez, Lando Norris, Nico Hulkenberg, Oscar Piastri, Zhou Guan Yu, mm-hmm. Yuki Tsunoda, and then we get into the eleventh uh, on through the DNFs, which are really only two cars, uh, which is Valtteri Bottas. And- and our boy Carlito in last, effectively last place. And worth <sighs> noting that that top 10 is seven different teams, if I'm not uh-huh. mistaken. Seven different teams qualified uh, in the top 10 to get this race yeah. going. And seven different teams ended up in that top 10, uh, which, oh, just also... I have to throw out a, a full mea culpa uh, to Lando and Oscar Piastri. I, I, we were, we were kind of dumping on McLaren last week, and the TikTok that I posted today is us dumping on McLaren. Mm-hmm. But those boys pulled it out. So impressive. Also, Oscar Piastri getting his first Formula One World Championship points at his home race in front of his home crowd. Like ten, I think he said he like grew up like fifteen minutes away from where the race is held. Like he was a grid uh, grid kid back in the day. He'd, he'd be like one of the. I think he was like Fernando Alonso's one of the kids who like helped sure, like sure. with Fernando Alonso's prep. Like just just a, a very a storybook tale. So I, I want to apologize to 
at least Oscar Piastri and Lando Norris at McLaren. Corey, at least those Corey, two. I'm I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna kind of temper your apology by <laughs> okay. reminding everyone that Corey just apologized to that this race had eight DNFs. That's we true. had eight That's a good point. different drivers that did not finish. We had yeah three teams who at least two teams who in their entirety did not finish. Yeah. The three race. teams with an asterisk. The asterisk is for Ferrari who effectively <laughs> did yes, not yeah. finish yeah. the race. Yes. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. So it was, it was a, a, a chaotic, it was a chaotic race. So not a full apology to McLaren, just like a good on, good on you for showing up when, Everything went so chaotic and congratulations on for the first out of three races, not like sabotaging yourselves quite yes. literally right out of the gate. So, so, so let's move yeah. to yeah. Mercedes, Mercedes. Yes. Yes. Uh, and, and I think for me, qualifying was their highlight was their yeah. peak. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they showed up very strong. I mean, qualifying qualified second and third showed up very strong in at a time when they had to show up strong because Sergio Perez had probably the worst Saturday of his career uh in 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 that Red Bull so they I don't know that I've ever yeah I don't know that I've yeah. ever seen someone at the front of the pack yeah enter qualifying and be out of qualifying like almost before qualifying had started. It was like it was like it was as if he got like the wrong plane ticket and didn't show up at all. And mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Like uh, he was maybe the first person to go on a hot lap and he immediately beached the car. And that was at the same place he had gone off three times prior. Maybe and this was actually a. I would say this was a common trend that we saw a lot of people on this yeah. Melbourne street course with cold, particularly when with cold tires. Yeah, understeer plowing right off the track at speed. Not that you or I would have any experience with what it's like to understeer. Off no, I have a, no idea what a, that a, what a feels like. Curvy, at all. no, 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 no. can't the, imagine a, on the street. Yeah, yeah, at, especially at, in like high maybe. Maybe wet and cold like conditions. When you turn the steering wheel. <laughs> yeah, the just, panic that just, you feel when and you're it just plows forward and just heading yeah, into just, things yeah. yep. that aren't going to yep. move. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sorry, that's 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 a different podcast. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right, so uh, Perez is out of the equation altogether for Straight qualifying. Mm-hmm. We see, we saw both Mercedes, particularly George Russell absolutely blazing fast but also i was i was heartened to see hamilton right up in the mix there was like one lap that he went out where it was it was it was watching him throw that car around with reckless abandon Mm -hmm. like the day after he was like i do not feel comfortable in this car i do not feel connected apparently they've like moved the cockpit much further forward over the front axle which has totally disrupted Lewis's feel with the car. Somehow, miraculously, the man who's like six inches taller than Lewis is more comfortable mm-hmm. in a car where he's like compressed over the front axle. Whatever. Um, 
yeah, but it was great to watch him throw that Merc around. I think it was the beginning of qualifying two, but it was somewhere in there where I was like, oh, this is Lewis. He's back. This is, mm-hmm. he looks, he looks good in that car. car the yeah. car looked alive. It was, yeah. It was great to see. Yeah. Um. So that, that carried straight into the race. We write off the, I, all right. So the start of this race. Well, the Ferraris was, were out of, out of place. This is part of what happened here. This is, so we have to talk a tiny bit about Ferrari along the way because they were okay, yeah, yeah, a yeah. part of this. So the Ferraris were out of sorts. Charles Leclerc was out of position and he was not happy about that. So he was maybe putting himself in situations that he shouldn't have been, which were on the outside of Lance Stroll, who was on the outside of Fernando Alonso. So like Charles Leclerc, I'm sorry, dude, love you, respect you, but you absolutely deserved exactly what you got on the first lap of that race. You did. You did. You put yourself in a position that you shouldn't have been in and you push too hard on the first lap where you saw people going wide and Stroll well, so, has already he's already hit his teammate he's already hit his teammate so like he's not going to hit him again yeah yeah it was this first lap the start of this race got me the closest that i have been Mm-hmm. to uh 2021 Abu Dhabi uh decibel levels in my living room. Yeah, stood up um, yelling. I stood up and my, yelled. Yeah. My daughter ripped her iPad headphones off and was panicked looking at me <laughs> having some sort of reaction like trying to be like do I dial 911 right yeah, now? Yeah, what's like, happening is this dad? The Should thing I that they've been warning us about? Yeah. And I was like, "Oh no, no, no." You know, <sighs> I, I literally after once the once the safety car came out, I had to like literally like comfort Calm, my daughter yeah, yeah. to because uh dad briefly turned into a a raging <laughs> uh lizard brained baboon. Um you know, yeah. that, that first lap. And why did I do that? I did that because yeah, we saw Max Verstappen starting first and not First off, I would have freaked out just if he had just not gotten five seconds ahead of everybody on that first on lap. that first lap. But yeah, not only that, but George Russell muscled his way around him. Yeah, and Lewis Hamilton immediately locked on to him, and within the first couple of corners, muscled his way past yeah. Max Verstappen in what I consider to be a very aggressive and very confident move. It was he took border it was, borderline. Yeah. It was millimeters away from being something he could have uh, been penalized for. Yeah. Yeah. But that was, it was great to watch him make a move. Yeah. yeah. This is, this is watching Lewis make a oh. calculated move on Max Verstappen Beautiful. who now know, like, he's like, okay, I, there were several points in this race because I do my little thing where I plug into Lewis's radio and try and listen in on as mm-hmm, much of the mm-hmm, chatter mm-hmm. as I can. There were several points in this race where Lewis was thinking like outside of the race, like in a, in a really, really interesting strategic way, like on the mm-hmm. restart on that initial restart, that was absolutely, he knew exactly what he was doing. 
like listening to the commentary and having listened to his radio, he completely planned on letting that safety car disappear into the distance. He completely planned on controlling the pace of the pack and doing exactly what he did. So like Max being like, isn't he supposed to be 10 car lengths? I was like, no, no, no. Lewis knows what he's doing. He knows what he's allowed to do because he saw yep. the lights go out and like checked in with Bono to be like, is this okay? Am I allowed to do this? And they were like, yep, do it. And he did that. And then he did that on that first lap too. It was like, this dude is ahead of the championship. There are two of us, one of him. He's going to be driving conservatively. There's no way that he's going to be expecting me of all people to make the move that he would make. It was just, it was really, really full vicious attack. I loved it. It made me very happy. It even got me. uh, Let's come back next week to my Mercedes conspiracy theories, but it got, it just got me. Yeah. It got me, you know, fired up about like, oh, maybe they should uh, rescind that uh, stupid apology letter. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was thrilled that. Uh, in the following laps, we had Hamilton breathing down George Russell's neck. Yeah, to the point of of Russell getting on the radio. Yeah, and like blurting out like, "You're telling me to manage my race, and I got <laughs> the seven time world champion <laughs> me from behind. What are you guys trying to do to me?" And the camera in that moment cuts to Total Wolf in the garage and Mick Schumacher just sitting beyond (laughs) him, just like Mick Schumacher with his headphones on, hearing all of this and just being like, whoa, mom and dad are really going at it right now. Oh, boy. There's there's like a perfect someone tweeted there's the there's the meme of the the monkey like turned sideways uh like side eyeing uh the camera mm-hmm. and like they grabbed a freeze frame of Toto and he's exactly in the same like position doing yep. the same look and that was yeah that's that's what I thought of in that moment it was just like yeah ooh he yeah, wants that's Toto these. going into full-on Terminator mode and just being yep. like, oh, do, do my boys want to battle each other to the yeah. death? Do they want to battle for my pleasure? Okay, okay, <laughs> go for it. Make me millions. <laughs> yeah, this dude was... Yes, yes, do it, I Toto. loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, this this is... And this also, I know, I, I know that we're like fawning over Mercedes right now. This there is a chance that this is just a blip in their performance, but I don't think so. I think this might be them. Again, we can get Corey, deeper this into this. This is their Johnny. forty chess. They yeah, biffed yeah. the last two races a hundred percent intentionally yeah. Yeah. Uh, to lull everyone into complacency because they knew that they would show up in Melbourne and yep. they would bring a wrecking ball. And they're going to dominate for the rest of the season, guaranteed. I, I mean, <laughs> that's yeah. We should, we should, yeah. Let's 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 save this for next week, Johnny, because we're we're yeah. in the same camp here. There's some there's some wild tinfoil hatting. I mean, that, don't that, record what I'm saying right no, now. No, 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 in no, case no, no. It doesn't come through. Like, yeah, no. Share. Ugh, yeah, don't broadcast <laughs> anyone. But oh god, I am so pumped. Uh, so. so th- yeah, let's let's get back to the the we've got well, a race. Right. So, so, yeah. yeah, there's there's more stuff happening. Talk, yeah, talk to uh, talk to me about 
Fernando in this race because he was not. It was, I, it was interesting to see him. Uh, what I took f- away from it was that he was still taking a hyper calculated approach, even though he wasn't like quite nipping at where we've seen him in the past two races. Uh, I Which think is to say he was he was looking like he was going to be somewhere between like fourth and sixth place, depending yeah. on how the race unfold. Now, granted, he got he got onto the podium due to all sorts of other circumstances, mm-hmm. which I think was ultimately a gift to him. But yes. even it appeared as though, uh, you know, and I saw an interview with him after the race where he said, I was trying my hardest to force an error from yeah. Lewis Hamilton. And I was chasing him and doing everything I could to shake him up, but you know, it didn't work. You know, I, I couldn't I couldn't shake him up being the world champion that yeah. he is. He was like was a nice tip of the hat to Yeah. Uh, it was it was a great uh, a great commendation that that Fernando Alonso rarely gives yeah. to anyone, let alone yeah. Lewis Hamilton. Let alone Lewis Hamilton. Where he was like, I was trying to put the screws to him, but he made no mistakes and being a seven time world champion, that's what you would expect. Like it was like a full, like taking, making it less than, and this is maybe the Fernando Alonso aspect of it where he's like, maybe making it less personal and maybe making it a little bit more about just like, of course, a seven time world champion. Calculated. Yeah. 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 Like he's not going to be like, of course, Lewis being a seven time world champion, would never make those mistakes. Like he, like I did think. You, did you watch the Sky broadcast? Uh, I watched. Yeah, I I ended up not watching okay. the F one feed. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, um, the, the comment, the Sky commentator specifically called out as yeah. we went into the final. Well, restart it was Jensen of the it race. Jensen Button was the other yes. uh, person yeah, yeah, in the booth. Yeah, well, yeah which and, I love. And, I yes, love when yeah, he's in there. Yeah, yeah, he's he's terrific. He's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, it's Chris Martin looking ass and Chris Martin sounding yeah. ass. Like he's just, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah. Give me he's, more. He's, give me he's more. Cold he's on play point. In the booth. He's on point. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he. He he nailed it by saying like, well, if you listen to Alonzo, like he's he's thinking about everything like mm-hmm. five steps ahead. Like he's like literally being like, okay, listen, like uh, given the precedent uh, from you know Silverstone of this year or whatnot, yeah. uh, this is the way that points will be handed down. So I think this is going to be good for us and whatnot. And uh, because the race has been so delayed, make sure to contact the regional hotel managers and tell them to bring in the staff that were looking to take their break immediately after the Grand Prix and pull them back in for one more night because they're going to have a lot of extra bookings and yeah. they won't be prepared in advance unless yeah. they're fully staffed up. Uh, make sure that you know the Continental Breakfast is in full swing tomorrow morning because it's going to be a little more than we expected given the circumstances of what just happened while I'm piloting my low-flying fighter jet. Yes, <laughs> amongst nine. 19 other low flying fighter jets. Uh, Yeah, it's he's so on point and so on top of it, yet he still was not able to undermine Lewis in any way. And at a certain point, I like swapped over radios because I wrote down, I was like, is Alonzo somehow getting feedback on like Mercedes? Is Is something happening here where he's just perfectly like in like, as much as Hamilton was like in the pocket and both Mercedes were very much like where they needed to be 
Fernando Alonso was like wiggling his little pinky to get into that pocket. Mm-hmm. And it was, I was like, there's, how does he not know exactly what's being said to both of these drivers? I keyed into Alonso's radio, nothing. His engineer mm-hmm. is doing exactly what he normally does, which is just like every couple of laps, I'll give you an update of the person in front of you and the person behind you, unless they are attacking or you have an opportunity. And that was all that was happening. So that was all Alonzo somehow gauging the sector times that Lewis was putting in and watching everything that was happening in front of him while also mm-hmm. being bullied by like signs who was less than a second behind him. So while, yep. while Alonzo was doing all this surgical work to take out Lewis and make Lewis make a mistake by like almost dummying him on some of these turns yeah, he's minding signs who is in a arguably faster car, like yep. just as skilled and just as motivated to get past him to get towards that podium. It was really Alonzo is is he's so damn good. He's so damn good. He's but really he, good. now I thought there was a moment in the broadcast where I heard him getting a little extra fired up on oh. the radio because he had a he had a bad break and he was getting. He's getting a little nasty. You know, they had to beep him a couple times. Oh, not. yeah. And I yeah, thought, yeah. thought oh, who is he getting? And and I do wonder if, particularly, you know, after the race, he was very eloquent and very generous with uh, including his statements about Lewis. Yeah. I do wonder if he was about to go like old school, bitter, bitter Fernando. And then he got gifted a podium. Yeah. Which I think was probably a little bit like unexpected or or whatnot. And yeah, that may have well, you know someone changed was, his disposition. I I do, and I'm going to hold on to this. I do think yeah. the pendulum, the the Fernando pendulum, Agreed. is going to swing back the other way at some point this season, and it's going to be devastating. And all these people, an entire nation of Spain, is going to go like, oh, oh, right, right. <laughs> we denounce, we denounce him. Yeah, as a, oh, uh, Carlos, <laughs> Carlos, save us. Be the good boy and save us. <laughs> Yeah, because Alonzo is going to absolutely let things fly when when it doesn't go his way. Uh, yeah. I think that Scott Mitchell Malm was talking about it on the, the race podcast where he was saying that Alonzo has been so fortunate to hang on to these podiums. Uh, it was either him or Ed Straw, or maybe they were just having like a dialogue about it, that he lost his last podium and then it was given back to him. This one he was gifted with. And then in that first race, he lucked out because on the first lap, his teammate almost took him out. So they're like Alonzo, as much as he's, it's like, Oh yeah, he's been third place. He's been third place. He's been third place. He's sticking around on the podiums. He's making these podiums happen in luckier and luckier ways. uh, And more circumstantial, ways than I'm sure he's comfortable with. So I, I think that there may be something on the horizon for Alonzo and uh and Stroll and and Aston Martin. I I I can feel it too, Johnny. Uh mm-hmm. that, that that yeah. Um but it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Uh um one one thing I just want to point out before mm. we we move on, and and uh, I, I should have rolled this into our our Mercedes chatter during the first red flag, 
there was this beautiful moment captured uh, where hanging out in the pit lane, everybody's outside of their cars and George Russell is like chilling, wearing, you know, uh, you know, sunglasses that cost more than my car payment mm-hmm. and is just leaning up against the fence. And uh, Daniel Ricardo is coming over and shooting the breeze with him and they're uh-huh. just chatting and they're just having a, a wonderful old time. I didn't realize until later, and I'd seen more photographs of him chilling out there. He had picked a spot to post up on the fence directly in front of the Red Bull car and was just sitting there just like examining it, just, you know, being like, well, while we're all here outside of our cars, I might as well just since we're allowed to at Mm -hmm. our, our most vicious competitors vehicle and watch everything that the team are doing as they are, are preparing it. And I almost wondered if Daniel Ricardo's role in there was like, they were like, quick, Danny Rick, go over there and, you know, chat go him dis- up. Yeah. Go Tell distract him, him. Stories about what you were doing uh, in the outback this weekend. Uh, you know? Yeah. Uh, or go get right go, in there. Go be a Danny Ricardo next to him. Just be like, like yeah. rib him, like take him out of whatever mental state that he's in so that he's maybe not noticing any tricks that, uh, that we've pulled. I mean, that, and there, I I wrote this down. Like Red Bull is so fucking fast. That car mm-hmm. is unbelievably yeah. fast. the 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 quickness with which Sergio Perez was able to pass, I think it was Lando Norris, when they both had DRS open. Like that. That's been like the gauge. Is like, oh yeah, wow. It's like really tricky you know because like whenever a red bull passes someone with their drs they're not in a drs train so like you never get to see comparative speeds with them and other mm-hmm. cars and they were still like almost 20 miles an hour faster than the mclaren which yep yes it's the mclaren but the mclaren was doing pretty well as far as performance like lando was doing really really well with that car uh they were matching times with the red bull for a while and that's why they ended up getting drs so but it was still just like oh yeah red bulls figured something out with this they figured something out with these cars that no one else has figured out and until everyone else figures it out there's no chance there's going to be a separate race for these cars and it's just between Sergio and Max. So, uh, yeah. Um, but that was that was tough to watch. Um, but it's great to see that George is going in there with his like little uh, magnifying glass and uh, uh, and and Gulliver Pipe and Sherlock Holmesing his way through what yep. could be maybe a discovery. It could be. Who knows? Uh, so he ended up getting screwed. The reason he was out there by the Red Bulls because he got screwed by this red flag. So he got he pitted first, and then immediately yes. uh, Alex Albon goes off uh, and like comes back onto the track. And Nico Hulkenberg, there's like an onboard of Nico Hulkenberg where, dude, we well we, first off, even just for wow. Alex. Looked yeah. like a scary incident. 140 miles per hour, yep. spinning off, uh, tapped the wall in a way where the car was already spinning in one direction, tapped the wall, and it immediately and then it spun, spun the back. other direction. Yeah. Which yeah. is, that's got to be a, a really violent high G 
impact yeah. or, or like sort of twist, which has got to be an unusual force mm-hmm. that all the safety equipment can't be like totally engineered specifically for something as edge case as that. So yeah. that looked rough. I mean, it sounded like he was just fine, got out of the car okay. And he like went over and like kind of like crouched to... a little bit, but he yeah. they didn't he didn't need the medical car. He like got a got a ride back. But, but yeah, I mean, watching first watching ooh. Nico Hulkenberg be the first on the scene of that incident and just barely dodge. And then the following three cars that were flying through yeah. like uh, uh, the the movie Swordfish, those like ball bearing shrapnels. Yeah. Like that's what it was. I'm just imagining all these guys getting hit in the in the helmet and in the visor. Yeah, with... and the fingers and like the <sighs> shoulder, like maybe getting yeah. like tapped in like the collar, but like just all yeah, those that gravel are like small rocks and they were spewed across the track. And I watched, I listened to Jensen Button talking about it. He's like, ah, oh, they could have gotten some brooms out there. And then I watched it and was like, no way they couldn't have done that. The, yeah. As the cars made it through, like their aerodynamic wakes pulled the stones down the track yep. too. So like they were bouncing yeah. off the catch fences and getting, tra- yeah. I so thought I it was necessary that it was entirely appropriate for them to red flag the race yeah. to clear up, you know, a bunch of shrapnel, uh, you yeah. know, uh, yeah. bullets. Yeah. Off the, <laughs> yeah. the racetrack. Yeah. Track. Yeah, especially um, these that, cars that, will pick them up and fling them off their tires too. Like there are so many things yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. can yeah. happen. This stuff's, this stuff's nasty. Yeah. Um yeah. so let's let's talk now about the FIA and yeah. their you know, so we had that red flag, which resulted in a standing restart. Mm-hmm. Um we had another incident later in the race that yep. again resulted in a red flag restart which i suspected that one was maybe because they were monitoring okay if we brought the safety car out we could do it under safety car but then we might be finishing under safety car yeah and in that moment i felt ooh the presence yep of a specific individual that had showed up in the paddock who had not been in the paddock for the first time. Yep. Yep. In a very long time. That was Michael Massey who orchestrated the, uh, you know, minor kerfuffle in the, yeah, just the slight, the slight, the slight hiccup and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for Stappen at like during the press conference afterwards, they're like interviewing him and they're like, so have you ever been in like, involved in a right ra- in a race that was like this this you know this complicated and he was like yeah yeah uh you know the whole thing was a little bit messy i said messy it was all a little bit messy and like he like reiterated and they were like ah uh. he's like no no i said messy not messy it was messy and i was like yeah dude you know you mm. know as as he yeah. gets further and further away from it, he's going to have more and more lack of ego where he can admit yeah, that that was a farce. He's proved, that was a farce. He's proved that he could do it without yeah. Michael Massey yeah. intervening and creating one of the greatest crimes against Formula One that's ever been created. But yeah. uh, all right. So yeah, yeah. I, oh, was... uh, all right. So I, I, you know, I had some maybe complicated feelings about that whole thing back mm-hmm. then. And I'm going to say that 
I am here for the uh, Michael Massey slash Netflix energy of doing restarts. I think restarts are very exciting. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a lot better than finishing under a safety car or having Mm -hmm. significant portions of the race swallowed up by the safety car parade laps. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I like seeing the field collapsed and the start is one of the single most exciting parts of the race. So if we get to see that three times during a race, I'm not gonna complain about I'm not it mad. too much. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm here for it. All yeah, right? I'm, I'm just gonna say it. I I think I uh, you know and and that's you know what it, for what entertainment value from, from me in my trash corner. But like yes, a hundred percent. I was know. just gonna say for entertainment value. Yes. However, I will step outside one foot outside of the trash corner, Johnny, <laughs> and say as a as a a a fan of technical rule following and like even like using technicalities in your favor to kind of bend or break rules. I Mm -hmm. do think that one, if this nonsense, like this nonsense is like a lower stakes version of the farce that Abu Dhabi was. And I think if we had just simply finished under a safety car as the rules had dictated, Back then, yes, maybe we wouldn't have gotten the farce today, the like entertaining farce, but like at what cost was today's rate? Like we paid a horrible price as Mercedes fans and also as fans of F1, right? Uh, And like Mm -hmm. not fans of the FIA, like we all paid a horrible price to enjoy what happened today and kind of go like, yeah, it was kind of messy, but like we can have a good laugh about it. Right. Even Lewis was Mm -hmm. like kind of laughing about it at the press conference when Max gave that response because Lewis is kind of like, I have to be over it. Like, you can see that he has to be over this now in order to move forward. So, even watching him kind of chuckle at that response, I was like, okay, good. Maybe that's a nice signal for the rest of us to also be like, hey, let's let it go. I I won't, but yeah we we probably should um but let's get back into your trash corner here johnny and i think that for entertainment value it was perfect i only wish that they had a camera on michael massey's face when any of this was transpired i just wish right that they had cut to him at some point and shown him because that was what we really needed and i'm sure netflix probably had a camera pointed in his face the whole time but Oh, it would have been so nice to see it on the broadcast. Yeah, all all you needed was for him to be, you know, paying attention, watching the race, and then just for Massey to just go. <laughs> yes. Ah, uh, yeah, just slowly. Yeah, yeah, just and like crane his neck harder than he's ever craned it uh, before. Oh God, yeah, it was. It was. Um, it was an interesting bit of technical FIA tripping over themselves to make sure the race went according to the rules. It also created a nightmare for several people, several teams. Uh, the, The first of those teams, the team that has faced the most consequences, the worst consequences of this, but maybe not the worst. Maybe there's like a silver lining to this. There is a silver lining to this. Uh, Alpine. 
on that second restart, Pierre Gasly ends up shunting with Esteban Ocon and puts them both into the wall. They retire those Alpines. But Pierre Gasly doesn't get penalized, which means Pierre Gasly doesn't get a race ban because if he gets penalized for an on-track oh, incident, he's yeah, gone right. for a whole yeah. Yeah, so there's something, yep. there's yeah. a silver lining there for Alpine that no one is really, that, that they Jeez. didn't really mention, but thank goodness that they didn't get yeah. a penalty for that. And I think that they're totally happy just being like, that there was not even an investigation. So it's not like the stewards can go back after the the fact and go like, oh, let's look at this again. There was no call for an investigation. They kind of did the like, oh, teammates crashed into each other. Ah, eh, that's penalty enough. But if they had mm-hmm. taken one extra moment to go like, wait a second. Also, they didn't get a penalty for crashing into someone on that restart. But our sweet baby boy. Oh, our sweet baby boy gets penalized in maybe the most devastating way. One of the this is one of the harshest. So, so, so- so let me let me just let me just step back for a moment. For yeah. those of you that may be newer listeners to the F1 files, it is a it is a now sacred tradition that uh we we have uh we have a lot of love for uh the most underappreciated driver mm-hmm. on the grid. That is Carlos Sainz Jr., yeah. son of Carlos Sainz Sr. A legend uh, in his own right. His father is a legend. Carlos is, uh, you know, he's a he's a terrific driver. He's technically the number two driver mm-hmm. for Ferrari, but is you know uh, he's he's extraordinary in his own regards. Uh, Corey, uh, yeah, please continue. What what happened to to poor Carlos so, today? Uh, Carlos does the 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 dumb thing of getting too aggressive on this restart and he ends up hitting the back of Fernando Alonso. Now this is the same restart where we've got contact between the two Alpines, right? There's, this is also the same restart that we've got Logan Sargent plowing directly into the back of Nick DeVries and sending DeVries like skyward. Sergeant is probably on minefield. Yeah. Like it was a nightmare. That was a nightmare scenario of a restart. It was, it was saving private Ryan. Yeah. Restart, like you yeah. had, to, you had to pop, like I only saw DeVries like pop up in the background and I was like, what the hell was that? I didn't even see anyone close to him, but it turns out it was just Logan Sergeant overcooking his brakes and just like sliding right into the back of him and like wedging him up in the air. So that was that whole incident. So we've got all these cars retiring and Carlos signs spins around Fernando Alonso. It's the, the, the crazy thing about this, the, the truly crazy thing about this is that that incident that caused Carlos signs to get a five second penalty, which by the way is the minimum penalty that a driver can mm-hmm. incur for an on-track incident. Like it's a minimum five second penalty. So they had to give him that or it would have been more. They, they, they're not allowed to give them grid penalties in the next race for on-track incidents and racing incidents. But what happened was 
the way and the location that this happened in, the FIA and Formula One did not have any race data. So technically, Carlos Sainz got a five-second penalty for a part of the race that never existed, John. It never existed. So they went around on this parade lap after the restart, and then they were about to restart, and within the first two turns, all this happens, but there are cars off track. Lance Stroll is like off in the gravel trap. The two Alpines are in the wall off track. So they have like ways of tracking these through mini sectors. But if a car leaves a mini sector, like uh, an Aston Martin in the gravel trap, or like an Alpine, or like a Logan Sargent, or a DeVries who has left the track because he's skyward, they they don't have enough data. So they have to reset the grid back to where everyone was initially. That's like the knock-on consequence. The immediate consequence is Carlos Sainz gets hit with a five-second penalty for a part of the race that never existed. And because of the nature of the race, because it's got to finish behind, not going to finish behind a safety car, it's going to have like a basic parade lap. He ends up not being able to create a five-second buffer or push anyone further back behind him the field is completely closed to behind him so he went from fourth to 12th literally the last place and folks i don't do this often but i'm going to splice in the radio from carlos please guys do something please i cannot still believe it we are P3 and P4, and they will put me out of the points for that, for a lap, one lap incident. So unfair. I cannot believe they do this to me. It's clear, Carlos. It's clear. Let's, uh, let's, let's finish that race and, and we discuss here. But uh, let me at least discuss with the stewards in the stewards room. It's the most tragic thing. When you listen to that radio... I don't know how to describe it. It's a, uh, it's, it is listening to poor Carlito like sound as though he's weeping yeah. under his helmet. Like his voice Mate. cracks. Like you, it's, and it's not the voice crack of like a cry. It's a voice crack of like you've been going, you've been doing the, the like, <laughs> like you can't catch your breath because you're crying and then you have to say something and like you're you're not physically your physiological makeup is incapable of putting words out as the as you're gasping for like tear breaths after listening to that i texted you uh is this what it feels like to be a father um and you replied in all caps yes uh because it i I mean this i just wanted to hold him yeah, I felt like when I, uh, you know, uh, when when you're a child and you're running around in the woods doing your thing, and then you come across a hurt bird, yeah, that is down on the ground, and you decide it's now my mission in life to protect this bird and try and restore it back to where it, I, where it belongs. That's that's the way I feel for, but uh, like, for but I, in this, moment. but I don't have the tools to do it. Like I don't have. Like, all I can do is just pick you up and, like, hold you while you hurt. Like, that's, like, all the, like, what what else can I do? 
but I can't do anything. So I just want everyone to like hold some space in their hearts for Carlos Sainz Jr. this week uh, and going into the break because now he doesn't get to go back out on track. He gets to just like sit with this for like a month. Like that sucks so bad. I, I am worried about the emotional state of the Ferrari drivers upon the return from this like little mini break that we're we're having before the the baku grand prix i will say (sighs) that this also resulted in one of the other classic forms of formula one entertainment Mm -hmm. which was the the carlos Sainz jr uh interviews in the media scrum after the fact yeah just seeing him like looking completely shell-shocked and just like, I I understand the questions that you're asking, but I don't know how to put words in a sequential order right now. Yeah. Please allow me the moment to just be with my pain. Yeah. Like he's like, he quite literally, he's like, I need to walk away. I need to walk away from yeah. you before I say, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to say. I need to go talk to the stewards. I need to. I'll come back and talk to you guys later. I'm so sorry. Like he's, and like, I listen. I listened to like a couple other like post-race podcasts and Rosanna Tennant was one of the people who was in the media yeah, pen. Yeah. And like, that's like her footage, but she's like, he wasn't taught. He wasn't even talking to anyone. Yeah. He was looking in between to report, like not looking at yeah. anything, just looking at nothing standing between us and couldn't, focus and it was like oh wow i didn't i thought that that was just like a camera angle thing and she was on like the like she was on the left side of the camera lens and he was looking at her but apparently no one was standing there i i right now have up on my screen the youtube thumbnail for their like race reaction summary yeah and there's three heads on the thumbnail and it's Lewis Hamilton looking like he's like giggling while talking. Mm-hmm. It's Max Verstappen looking incredibly smug. Mm-hmm. And then it's like Carlos signs and all you see are like the whites of his eyes wide open. Like he's just witnessed like a, a mining disaster. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty, pretty. It- it wild. just sucks. Uh, the, the the radio says it all. I feel I feel bad for him. It's a it's a rough break. But you know, I mean, like also, like yeah, he did. You know, he got a little greedy with his uh, fellow countrymen. Yeah, and if it did, if if this didn't, if these laps weren't reset, then you know he would spend the rest of the season with Fernando wanting to sneak up behind him and kill him and like, murder him. You know, yes. Yes. Maybe, maybe that's worse. Yes. Maybe that's worse. Which apparently yeah. that was also something that like someone mentioned in, in like the analysis part of this, where they were like, apparently like Carlos and Fernando have had like, kind of like, they're not as buddy buddy anymore. There's like been a bit of a falling yeah. out. And that makes sense because yeah. it's always been like, Hey, my heroes in like a car that's like not competitive with me. And now it's like, mm-hmm. Hey, my hero's now in a car that is directly competitive with me. And he's making me look bad. Uh, and he's making yeah. me look bad as like another Spaniard. Like I am now like, uh, I imagine his pride is being affected by this. 
as a young Formula One driver, sure. right? Like that's how could you not have your pride affected when your fellow countryman is directly competitive with you? It's much like Lewis and George, like how there was yeah. that weird, like, oh, I don't care what happened to George last week. Yeah. Um, there was a little bit more a little bit more benevolence from Lewis this week because he was like, it was really unfortunate that George didn't finish the race, uh, which we didn't talk about Johnny. We got to let's let's we'll get, we'll, we'll get back to Ferrari's yeah. woes in a second, but let's talk about George's retirement. Uh, it was fantastic. I, I, I use that in like a, like it was yeah. like dramatic no, his to see his car was fitted with a external combustion engine yeah uh, it was bizarre because if you listen to the onboard you don't the car doesn't even sound it like fine. it goes pop and like it yeah. was apparent that he had no idea there were flames coming out of the back of the thing yeah uh until he was like because he kind of like took his time getting out of the car and and everything. well he and also like, it happened it started before pit entry like right as like the pit yeah. entry well yeah and he couldn't he couldn't dive into because like lance had, stroll uh, was next to him or something lance stroll yeah was coming yeah up alongside him um but yeah and he went the like he was like all right i'll go to pit exit so that i'm not stuck stranded here on the on the front straightaway not realizing that there was the, you know a his, volcanic eruption happening like you know, shooting out the back his head yeah yeah, yeah. And yeah, on the onboard, like you don't, you can't hear it. You, it, the car sounds yeah. completely fine the whole time. Yeah. Uh, like they were like, oh, he kind of started losing pace near Pierre Gasly when like Pierre Gasly passed him, but uh, it didn't look like he was like losing pace. He wasn't like frantically like hitting buttons on the dash or like uh, on the radio at all. It was just seemed normal. Yeah. It seemed like he kind of got passed, and it was it's a tricky part of the track, but obviously. It was worse than that. Uh, I think that this is people. I don't think that this is a big deal that one of their power and uh, power units went. Um, and initially, I thought it was a fuel leak too. And I think uh, uh, Ted Kravitz brought that up that he thought it was a fuel leak, but apparently Mercedes confirmed that it was an actual uh, power unit failure. So. It wasn't just like a leak between a fuel line or whatever, like the engine went. So uh, it sucks. Uh, it's a little early in the season for that to happen. We just spent two full Grand Prix uh, post post Grand Prix podcasts lambasting Ferrari for having their engines uh, dying early on in the season. So yep. it, it sucks. This is not good, but hopefully it's something that can be uh handled luckily there's a huge break right now too so ferrari or sorry uh, mercedes can figure it out um but let's pivot back to ferrari a pointless weekend a truly and completely pointless weekend for ferrari uh this this weekend cost them more than they gained like by a lot in a lot of different ways in a lot of different ways um I I don't know what like what happens with Charles and Carlos in the next month. Like they're both this is such a sour note to have started. They have 26 points in the championship. They've less than half of what Verstappen like than what Verstappen has. They I think they have less than half yeah. of what Perez has. 
and Perez yeah. is second in the in the championship. Like there, it's it is not looking good for Ferrari right now. Um, what, what do you what do you think happens over the next few weeks, Johnny? I think it's going to be a long, cold April yeah. in Maranello. Yeah. I think there's going to be you know this will be the time where all right you know we're going to take some time off we're going to clear our heads and then we're also going to have all these intense strategy sessions with our agents and managers and yeah try and figure out what's going on um because it yeah it's just it's pretty 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 rough pretty pretty bad news for like it, for the for the red guys yeah it can't it can't keep going like this the wheels start to fall off with Ferrari usually a little later in the season, which this is already a bad, <laughs> this is already like bad that that's like a thing uh, that that's just like an established thing. So like, we're like used yeah. to Ferrari kind of like tripping over their own clown shoes later in the season, but it seems to have happened at the first race and is continuing to happen well into the season. They have not had a clean weekend and that's, Oh, man, I I don't know what Fred Vassor is going to do. I don't know what kind of tone change he needs to make there, what kind of staff change, what kind of examples need to be made, because I do feel like examples need to be made uh, at this point at Ferrari. There there can't be the and I don't even think it's it's not on Charles and it's not on Carlos. They're doing okay. I think, yeah, Charles messed up. He absolutely messed up in this race. That's on him. What happened with Carlos also on him, but the fact that they've had to go through multiple power units, they're already taking grid penalties and they're a laughing stock. They brought their cars all the way to Australia and scored no points and emotionally damaged their own drivers. Maybe a rep. <laughs> like, that's you can't have like a weaker start than that and it's ferrari my god yeah Ugh. god i i mean oh. yeah it's it's uh this was uh this was a sad showing for scuderia pagliacci like it it almost was yeah the the funny sad is just turning into sad sad yeah and, like sad, I'm worried about you. Sad, like not like yes, sad, yeah. like oh, we shouldn't make fun of them anymore. But like sad and a like, hey, do you guys? Do you need like you could like stay on my couch if like things are that bad? Because yeah, you shouldn't stay at home if things are that <laughs> chaotic. Uh, I think that that's like the 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 general theme of this. Uh, this, this weekend is just like chaotic carnage, um, Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. across Mm -hmm. everything, just everyone suffered from it. Uh, no team got out of this weekend clean without dealing with some sort of chaos and carnage. Yeah, it's it's true. It's, it's uh, that this, which is also another, like, this is unprecedented (laughs) folks having 12 cars finish their grand prix is not a thing that happens in formula one. That's just not a thing that happens in modern formula one. It doesn't happen anymore. So that all by itself is like, Whoa, that's wild. The fact that two teams leave this with an amazing amount of uh, financial cost, uh, 
between uh between <laughs> Ferrari and Alpine is just like whoa. Also, apparently Logan Sargent was told to like tone it down on the radio. I have to go back and listen to it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But there I w- was I, w- I would like to hear yeah. what the exchange sounded like. It sounded as though uh, the reports were saying that he was. Uh, saying some very not nice things about how the car was handling and was like specifically told like, don't you forget young man, you're speaking to, you know, a potentially worldwide audience, you know? Yeah. And you're speaking to the people who built that car. You are like giving, you are roasting us in the comments in a very public way. And like, that is not what anyone should be doing, let alone, their rookie driver yep regardless of what happened with their other driver this weekend just a bad weekend yeah i guess three teams total so yeah logan Sargent and alex albon out uh we've got both alpines out and ferraris have taken themselves out so yeah it's like three teams with an asterisk man Ah, wow. Um, a lot to, uh, there's going to be a lot to discuss over the next. Yeah. There, and I, I, yeah, I've, yeah. I've got a feeling there's going to be further fallout from this race and, and we'll have plenty of time to discuss it because we've got uh, close to a full month off. Yeah. Before, I, th- I think it's like uh, Azerbaijan, Azerbaijan is next. Baku. Yep, yep. Yep. Which technically i guess they like classify as part of the european circuit so uh or the european part of the calendar so there are going to be major upgrades that are brought to baku by uh mercedes red bull aston martin will be bringing their first set of upgrades uh at baku so like they've been doing this well without upgrading the car at all Mm-hmm. by the way, folks. So that's like a huge deal. Yeah. Um, McLaren, we may start to see some of their like B-spec stuff come online by the time we get to uh, Azerbaijan. Uh, Ferrari, hopefully, will have some upgrades to that car. Uh, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. And yeah, Red Bull's going to be coming with something heavier too, I'm sure. God, they're so fast. Mm. They are so fast. It, it's... Uh, and yeah, Max like made a comment about it. He was like, yeah, no one can really like the only way uh, he didn't make the comment. Someone else was like, are you saying that like the only way you c- you guys can be caught is like off the start? And he was like, well, at the time, yes. <laughs> it was like, well, there yeah. it is. Yep. There it is. Uh, it's true. It's true. Uh, uh, I'm excited, though. We got a lot. Got a lot to chat about. There's uh, a brand. There's we we just passed the anniversary of multi twenty one, so we will get into that. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm telling you, we we will be celebrating yep. multi twenty one, the Red Bull holiday of yep. both drivers' ornaments and uh, uh, colliding and shattering everywhere at some point this season. Yeah, we also have. I believe we just crossed the anniversary of Spygate as well. I think that's the other ah, that's the ooh. other thing that happened. Uh, so uh, there, there's there's a lot that we will be talking about over the next couple of weeks. Uh, so Beautiful. yeah, yeah, uh, I'm I'm pumped to continue to catch up and nerd out uh, about all this. Man, what what a wild Grand Prix! I'm uh, I'm sad that we didn't get to watch it in person together, Johnny. But that's uh, that's all right. We'll we'll still make that happen. 
that's yeah, the peek behind the curtain, folks. That was the plan was for us to watch the Grand Prix together, but we didn't get to do it, folks. Maybe next time we'll get we'll get one in this. Yeah, season. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, what do you think? Do you think the stock went up? Oh hell yeah! Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, me too. Enough, me too. Enough said. Yeah, enough said. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, I think. Yeah. Even though the FIA got way too involved this time around, it was absolutely necessary, and I think that it yeah. just it, it's we're we're in the current set of regulations. Uh, apparently, the cars are getting harder to follow too. That's like another bit of feedback yeah. that's been coming out. So the people are settling into things. Uh, I think the stock is absolutely through the dang roof, and it will continue yeah. to be. Um, where can uh, where can the folks find you out there in the world, Johnny? Oh, you can hit me up anytime via my home base, johnnymotion.com. Corey, where can the folks find you? You can find me at BurnCoreyBurn. I'm on Twitter and Instagram by those handles. You can also track us down, the F1 Files on TikTok and Twitter, and also the F1 Files pod on Instagram. Uh, which I'll start posting on more because apparently uh, TikTok is in trouble. And by that, I mean like the U S government wants to get rid of TikTok. <sighs> whatever. It's hopefully not going to happen, but here we are. Here we are folks. Here we uh, are. Here we are. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we're going to catch up with them the next time. Just like, they are all going to catch up with us the next time. You and me, Johnny. Right on. On these F1 files. Boo!